2: Connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs Across the world or across town And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper
1: Paul writes to the church at Corinth And he has something to say And he says, if one member suffers All the members suffer with it Or if one member is honored All the members rejoice with it This is Bert Harper along with Nathan Harper, our co-host Nathan, when you hear about the persecuted church, it sounds like they're a separate group of people. But according to what Paul was writing to the Corinthian church, everybody suffers. And what was going on there specifically? The the saints in Jerusalem were suffering, and they yeah. they were hurting. They were financially, they were hurting. They were hurting with persecution of beatings and even. Jail time, yeah. as I understand it, and even death. And Paul was uh, in the business of collecting money to take back to those Jerusalem saints. Yeah, and he writes several times to the Corinth church, saying, "You better be ready when I come, and don't wait till I get there to collect it. Have it ready." Now, that money was more than just money to help; it was letting others know that we know yeah. that what you're going through. Yeah. is important to us. Absolutely. We're with you in this. We're with you in yep. this. And so when when we receive mission offerings mm-hmm. for an individual like you have been, having people to support you while you were on mission, uh working with refugees and for those years people supporting you, it not only was
2: the financial means, but it was also we say I'm with you, Nathan. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and you know, it wasn't about the money. It was about that it was about the uh, spiritual support, specifically in prayer, and I, you can kind of guarantee when people give money to someone, they're going to be praying for that for that person. You know what I mean? They so go together. They go together, and it was even emotional uh, support—just feeling the support and the connection uh, with those people—is is greatly important. It is is healthy to have that connection and and to know that you're not forgotten. That's why we'd be told to remember our brothers and sisters in chains, uh, just remembering them, uh, and if there's a way to show that that you remember them, and that you're thinking of them and praying for them, it it goes a long, long way. Now, so, I, th- I want to I bring something. This just popped in my head as you were reading this passage in First uh, Corinthians chapter twelve about Paul, and you talked about how he was collecting an offering to take to Jerusalem. I don't know the timeline of when this this letter in, to Corinth was written but at some point down the line before Paul got to Jerusalem with this big collection of money God revealed to him and showed him that when he gets to Jerusalem you know he's taking the money for the persecuted brothers and sisters he's going to join them in their ranks he would be persecuted in Jerusalem and and he knew he knew Purposely. that of, yeah and he would go anyway and maybe that's the mentality we should have is if there if any of us are in change, change. then we're all in change. If any of us are in going through persecution, then we're all suffering in persecution. But we're also all to rejoice as well
1: in that. We rejoice with them. And so what we're talking about today, we did an interview with a man from Nigeria. And Nigeria has had freedom a little bit different than a lot of the Middle Eastern countries. There's been freedom there. But there's also unrest there, complete unrest, especially in regions. Yeah. Have you noticed that? I want to take a general view of this real quickly. In India, China, the two greatest populated countries in the world, in the past, especially in China, you had those that were less persecuted than others. They were all – it was still illegal, but, you know, they unless yeah. it was organized by the government – but there was regions that were more, you know, persecuted. Than others. The most recent areas in China is nationwide that because of the new technology, they they're able to put, they're wanting to put cameras, yeah, in facial recognition and, cameras, and and they put it out not toward the preacher but toward the audience, and so that's going on in India. It's been very regional in India, according, and it was mostly according to the religions of that. But in India now, it's even more massive than it's ever been. Yeah. So in Nigeria, when you look at it, you have portions of it that is under great duress and others that are not so bad.
2: Yeah, and and if you just look at Africa in general and you draw a line kind of underneath the Saharan, the, the southern reach of the Saharan desert, all the way across from west to east Africa... The closer you get to the Saharan Desert in North Africa, you have a stronger influence of Islam, okay? And then the further south you go, all the way down into South Africa, you have a stronger, generally, a stronger influence of Christianity, okay? And so those countries that border the Saharan Desert, like Nigeria, you can almost divide them in north and south. So the northern part of Nigeria, heavily under the influence of Islam, and in the southern part of Nigeria, there's more Christians, and so there's almost a, somewhat of a divide in in that one country, of culture, of religion. So recently we've seen, where there's been some clashes, um, and some we can even compare and contrast some things in in from you know north and and southern Nigeria. So in northern Nigeria, recently last what two three years or so maybe longer than that but there's been an, a terrorist group called uh, Boko Haram right and i think they started in Chad if i if i remember right and they've come into Nigeria some and there's been you know attacks on what's seen as maybe christian villages and hundreds yeah, wiped out killing kidnapping yes just horrible atrocities
1: so we're to suffer with them and most churches they don't do it Mm.
2: And, and I well, I'm, we're a lot of churches aren't even aware of what's going on anywhere outside of their own little sphere. That's that's part of our issue. Is you know we we can't see past the end of our noses. Half isn't the time.
1: that part of what we're trying to do here on Exploring Nation? Absolutely, yes. We're trying to get folks to see what you can do to win others. But we're also saying we need to suffer with those who suffer and rejoice with those who are rejoiced. We're seeing God do great things in nigeria in spite of the difficulties
2: oh yeah so one of the i guess islamic and some of the islamic people groups there in northern nigeria one of them is called the fulani people many people have been praying for the fulani for a long time and uh, you can find them there's millions across the western part of of africa there including in nigeria and so some of the boko haram members most of them have come from the fulani people and a, a lot of the uh, the recent violence in nigeria has been instigated by the fulani uh, some fulani militant tribes so you know there's different responses we could we could be angry and that's fine we could be afraid i don't think that's good uh, but what we really need to do what do we do here in like in you know in in the us where we're protected from militant tribesmen who might want to come into our neighborhoods and kill. They're not going to do that here, but we can pray and we can pray for our brothers and sisters to be protected and to be safe. We can also pray for the Fulani to hear the gospel and to be transformed and, and come to follow and worship Jesus. Isn't that, I mean, people talk about the people who are here in the United States
1: and there's different levels of what people believe should be done concerning the people who are refugees especially coming in. Those that are illegal, yes, you know, we we agree that something needs to be done. Not everybody agrees on the same area and how to aspect, but the refugees, a whole a whole different group of people that have suffered and hurt and if they come to your neighborhood and you're fearful of them, and we shouldn't be fearful, the greatest defense is the gospel of Jesus Christ and winning them to the Lord Jesus. You spent five years of your life pouring in to people that were refugees coming here to America. Some were saved, some were not, but they knew you cared.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and you know, there's, there's fear on their end too, you know? Uh, (laughs) So it's not like, how are we going to, yeah. uh, It's not one way street. No. And, and, the agenda should be love, and should be the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if they hear the gospel and experience love, then that fear can be, you know, eradicated on both ends on for everyone.
1: And you've met many people that have come to that place in their life oh, where absolutely. where Christ has changed their whole focus yes. in their life, and God's delivered them. Yes. it's really a deliverance ministry. Many times we think the deliverance ministry is just for obvious demonic powers over someone but there's religious deliverance as well
2: yeah deliverance from uh from fear and uh there's there's a lot of fear in Nigeria and so we need to join with our brothers and sisters in in prayer and support and One of the things we also want to look at, and we don't have a lot of time to. Well, let's
1: go to the southern Nigeria.
2: Because if Satan can't stop you through fear
1: and persecution, he'll try to change the message, won't
2: he? Yeah, and so unfortunately what's been going on for several years in the southern part of Nigeria where there's lots of Christians and large, large churches and influential pastors and leaders, unfortunately there's the uh, growth of the prosperity gospel. In southern Nigeria as well. And right so, there in that same country. Yeah. Northern,
1: Northern Nigeria, Christians are dying because of their faith. Southern Nigeria, they're preaching a gospel that oh,
2: all you have to do is name it and claim it. I'm, I'm simplifying yeah. it. But. Yeah, and so there's a mix of persecution and prosperity among the same country and the same, the same church, and we are to suffer along with it, and we are to correct when we can correct and we can pray. And so we we want to pray for our brothers and sisters in the southern part of Nigeria that they will hear the truth of God's word and read it for themselves and understand it and that the success, quote unquote, success that these prosperity preachers are having. And when I say success, it's, it's a lot of money involved. Let's put it that way. A lot of money and power. Is coming their way, and what do they use that money for? How, yeah. do you get the money. Oh, yeah. what do, how do you use that money? Yeah, for sure. That's exactly right. And so we need to pray that God will call His church to repent and be restored in faithfulness to God's word. And at the same time, what if what if God sent some true believers from South Nigeria up to the northern parts and preached the gospel to, let's say, the Fulani people? Or what if God sent some of us here in America to? To into that country, into that situation. Not as, you know, to be the, the ones that fix it, but to the ones who stand in faithfulness, you know, with our brothers and sisters. Amen. We want you to stand for the believers in Nigeria, and you're gonna hear, an,
1: hear an interview of a man on fire for God. You'll enjoy this. We're in Anaheim, California, doing this interview at the National Religious Broadcasters Meeting, and it's been a joy to be here, and we've met so many great people here. And one of those people is Ola Abraham. And Ola's behind the microphone. Ola, welcome. Thank you, Bert. I was just walking around yesterday and saying, Lord, lead me to the people you want me to interview while I'm here, and Ola comes up. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Abraham, how'd you get your last name, Abraham?
0: I love that. Okay, Um, my last name used to be some other word or some other thing. And um, part of the dealings of the Lord with me was to understand the impact of names on lives and destinies. And so after I've taken some time to wait upon the Lord, I received the name Abraham and I went through all the process, the spiritual, the legal and everything, and got my name changed back to Abraham.
1: Amen. Mm-hmm. There's a guy that I worked with back in Tupelo, Mississippi. His name, first name is Abraham. Ah. Now, that would be good. Abraham, Abraham. That, Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is good to have you. And we want you to tell us your story of how Christ came into your life. Ola, would you do that for us?
0: Oh, thank you very much. My, my mom died when I was seven, and my dad also passed on when I was nine. And for a couple of years, I was really, really rebellious because I kind of thought, what kind of God would take my best friend and my father away? I was really, really rebellious. But God being God, He came and, you know, He smooched up to me and uh, poured His love all over me. He melted away the hardness of my heart and the rebellion, and I gave my life to Christ when I was 11 and uh, right after that he gave me the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit has been my chaperone (laughs) you know he took me through all the hard choices I needed to make as a youngster as a a teenager and everything and it kept me all true and it was my teacher and um, it's still my teacher and my helper and the Holy Spirit has just been Real, and tangible to me.
1: Well, he, you know, Jesus says, "I must go away so that he can I, come." So he can come. <laughs> you know, I tell folks the people, "Oh, if I could have only walked with Jesus," I said, "We got it better than they did. We got, we don't have just God beside us. We <laughs> have God in inside us. of us. Amen. <laughs> Amen. The Holy, he is Holy Spirit. He." is precious to Amen. us Amen. and uh, what he does in our lives and enlightening mm-hmm. us and mm-hmm. protecting us mm-hmm. and using
0: us is mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. well ola yeah. tell us the country your your country of origination my country of origination is nigeria in west africa beautiful country beautiful people uh, a little colorful yeah but no <laughs> it comes with the terrain and um I was born in Lagos, Nigeria, uh, some 57 years ago. I don't look it, but no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not. We're not going to go there with looks, because I, I, you know, you know. You know. Okay. So, but um, so um, it, it was a great place growing up. However, uh, over the years, there's been some shift. I think the church kind of got a little sloppy. Uh, we were not evangelizing. Maybe we got a little bit on the other side of uh, the good side of life, and the Islamists, you know, they rose up. They took our education. They took our, our facilities. Everything the church brought. How, how did they do that? Force, our governmental takeover? Government. So they got in charge of the government. And yeah. And then they began. Exactly, and they began to creep in little by little. I uh, changed a couple of laws, change a couple of these and that, and the church is kind of just waking up right now. But there is a lot of persecution for the church in Nigeria, and um, yeah, but you know what? The church is getting stronger, because we were born victorious, yes. we're not underdogs. And, you know, the Bible said, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine of anything? The kings and all the judges, they got themselves together against the Lord and against his anointed (laughs) But you know what? It said, God who sits in heaven is going to laugh at them. He's going to have them in duration. So we know one thing that, yeah, the church may be passing through this face, but we're coming out stronger. Amen. Amen.
1: Well, you know, when you watch a child learn to walk, Mm -hmm. he falls. Yeah. Hurts, hurts their knee. Uh-huh. She can burst a uh-huh. chin, uh-huh. but they get up and they walk.
0: They'll get so, up yes, and they begin to run. They do. And then if you give them enough time, they're going to fly. And that, <laughs> Amen. That's where the strength comes from, isn't Hallelujah. it, brother?
1: Amen. Well, tell us what is going on in Nigeria now and what you're doing in your ministry there, brother.
0: Okay. um, In Nigeria, uh, one of the things that we... Particularly from okay now let's say Nigeria, would you slice it into different zones? In the northeastern zone, far up north, there's a lot of persecution for north the church. Eastern part. Yeah,
1: okay.
0: It's um, there's a lot of wiping off of churches and church buildings. In the north central, where you have Muslims being um, governors, they they are they do the same persecution. This time at the governmental level okay but in the south which uh, where you have a uh, you have a Christians uh, yeah Christians are you know they, they're coming up into their own and for me um, the work which I do is with the inner city Christians or inner city people okay yeah we, we see people in the inner city who are not churched and they are given to drugs and the pimping and all kinds of things. We go amongst these people. You know, it's. I'm not saying the regular church is not uh, good, but sometimes we leave people on the fringes and we don't really meet with those, the needs of those people. So I am with those people in the trenches of inner city life and we start to minister among them. And one of the things we told them is, we're not going to take an offering. We're not going to take a tie because everybody's looking to see if we're just another group who came in to rake, you know, and to rip and to rape the people. And we mm-hmm. said, no, that is not asking us to do that. Rather, we go in and we have, you know, we give them clothing, we give them food, we give them um, all this stuff. But above all, we give them the word.
1: Amen. Well, is, is the economy there for those people? Are there jobs that they have hopes of getting, or is just nothing there for them, the uh, homeless? Or is it cause of drugs? Yeah, or, or they, what is the problem that, they, uh, again, uh, we're, we're talking to an American mindset, and uh, we're wondering okay. why, are, why are they there in that condition?
0: Okay, for, for the people which I work with, um, they are... They landed in there, let me give back up a little bit. Um, in the 1980s, there was a war between two people groups. They, they Both of them are Yorubas, but one is called Ile-Ife, and the other one is called Modakeke. And when there was this war over land and property and everything, they burned down uh, a whole lot of properties. So we have this zone. Uh, like a buffer buffer zone it was created so that one side does not kind of run overrun the other so um they left the guys who fought the world they left them there you know those who are still living and uh it so happened that they began to raise families and a new community you know grew out of that but nobody cared about them because they were just there by the city, so they lived off the uh, of the of the ground. They will steal. They will do whatever. They will mug if they can get anything just to live by. They have no economic uh, empowerment at all, mm-hmm. and, and so these are the people. Actually, in 2008, uh, because we have um, an office right back at the back of them, which actually faces the downtown, and, and they hit our office eight times in the year okay so when we prayed we were really angry at first but the Holy Spirit said no do not pray like that in anger just pray for them and then ask for their soul so we asked for their souls and in 2016 exactly eight years we wanted to do something big and, and so we needed to clear the grounds and everything and we were there uh, clearing the grounds and these people jumped over the fence into our property yeah. and they, they came around and, and they were saying that they do not like what, I mean, what they came around and you know kind of thing so I accosted three of them and I said I don't like what you guys are doing so they asked me what are they doing that is wrong I said how come you guys are smoking hemp and doing drugs and you don't teach me And they say, oh, no, 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 this is a bad thing. We don't really, we're thinking of how to quit it. And I said, you know what? I got something I can give to you that can help you to quit. And they said, what is that? I said, let's pray. And so we prayed. We were three when we started. When we opened our eyes, there were five. And then I told them, you know, what I just gave you was like a a, uh, a check for $2,000. Somebody out there can mug you and take it away from you. I got something which is a lot better, which is more permanent. They said, which one is that? I said, can I, can I show you? They said, yeah, let's pray. So I led them to Christ. And when we were praying, we were five. When we opened our eyes, we were seven. And so this guy said, you know what? They said, we love what you do. Can you come again? I said, okay, yeah, I got church with am going to. But I can come next Sunday, spend one hour with you and go back to my church and that was how the church started and uh, they just came more and more and more and more right now by the grace of god we've given away over 110 bibles because we said if you came three times we'll give you a bible in your language we'll teach them how to read the bible how to open the bible Uh, we have medical ministry all kinds of stuff we do for them because these were the people that robbed us that burglarized our offices, okay, in time past. Now that they know Christ, we should still be responsible for them until they can find their faith economically.
1: So they're so impressed with your love, yeah, that yeah. It, it just overtakes them.
0: It just overtakes them.
1: <laughs> that sounds like the gospel, doesn't it? Amen. it amen, is. amen. Amen. Well, how can the people who are listening today? pray for you okay. and pray for Nigeria. Well, Amen. I mean, we we really, uh, you know, one of these days we're going to be gathered around the throne of God Amen. with one voice saying, Amen. worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah. And uh, it's going to be great to have uh-huh. Ola there. That oh, I'll I look over there and I'll I'm see gonna, Ola. I'm going to look out for you. Yeah, <laughs> we are going to be there. But how can we pray for you and for the Christians in the church in Nigeria?
0: Okay. Now, the work which we do is in, it's in a place called Akarabata and I want the people of God to pray that God's breath will come upon the work that these people may know God much more than the economic needs. Okay. They they will find God for themselves. And that the Christian in this community, there will be examples to the whole community. So the whole community can come to Jesus. That's for that community. For Nigeria, my prayer for Nigeria is that Nigeria will live up to God's calling and election, particularly the church in Nigeria. that The church in Nigeria will stop uh, majoring on the minor, minoring on the major, but they will major on the major, which is As a giver nation, we will know our king and serve him in whatever capacity. And that we will downplay all the mercantilism, all the commercialization of the gospel. We will downplay that, but we will lift our king. You know, the problem in
1: Nigeria with the church is not just in Nigeria, in America. Really? well, we concentrate on things that really won't make a difference in eternity mm.
0: Mm. what
1: what we've got to do is concentrate on the things that make a difference Amen. in eternity Amen. a relationship with yeah. Christ yeah. Uh, families uh-huh. I mean because families reach family members uh-huh. you know uh-huh. and and God just desires that so. We're praying and we want our audience to pray that God would just work through you, Ola, that he would work through the churches there in Nigeria. And just like some of the churches in America, awaken to the power of God and the power of the gospel that they would follow him.
0: Amen.
1: Well, brother, thank you for being with us today. You're welcome, Bert. Thank you for being with us here on Explored Missions. We are coming to you from Anaheim, California, the convention center here where we've been at the National Religious Broadcasters Meeting, and we've met so many friends and so many people that love the Lord Jesus. And we wanted to bring some of those to you. And thank you again for listening to Exploring Missions. Tell someone about Jesus across the street or around the world.